This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Episode 10, User Training. In this episode, Adam and Peter discuss the importance of employee training. A little training saves time and money. All right, Peter, we are uh, continuing on your white paper, 10 Critical Steps to Survive a Ransomware Attack. We are now on step number eight, training your users. Mm-hmm. We are. Training our users. Why Why is training important, especially from small businesses? Now, I know like if you get a job at a larger firm, training and orientation and stuff, is it's par for the course. It's normal. It's expected. Uh, but in smaller firms, this is often overlooked. And you know, I've never encountered a, a new client who came to me and approached me and said, I think my staff doesn't know how to use our information systems. <laughs> you know, with with very few exceptions, it's just assumed everyone knows how to use a computer, mm-hmm. and that's that's what's required to get the job done. Done. Uh, you know, now not even talking about uh, like efficiency and effectiveness that gets lost if you just have to sort of figure things out along the way. Um, it completely overlooks the question about information security. Mm-hmm. And most users can't tell the difference between a real or a bogus software update. Uh, most users can't tell whether they should or should not click on something to apply the latest uh, update to their system. And uh, most don't know what will or won't happen if they do or don't do so. Uh, but you know what I find is in most small businesses, users are pretty much left to their own devices to make those decisions on their own. And if you compound this with how effective uh, phishing and also known as vishing, which is telephone versions of phishing scams, uh, if you think about how effective these can be, it's a recipe for disaster for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was once told by a CFO of a multi-million dollar manufacturing firm that uh, she says, when I see a link that says IRS, uh, irs.gov, I tend to trust it. Oh, my. And I, I said, yeah, that's, that's, that's the problem. You know, that's, that's the problem because links can be very, very easily spoofed. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be made to, uh, to go anywhere. And I always use this example uh, and in the, <coughs> the written white paper version of this, um, this podcast, I actually put an example which says uh, www.irs.gov and it shows a link. And when you click on it, it takes you to not the IRS website. <laughs> it takes you somewhere else. Uh, forging a link is trivial. Oh it yeah, is absolutely trivial. Anybody that's like the you know anybody who knows how to make a link knows that the text that shows up in the link is not necessarily the same uh, as the text that you're uh, redirecting somebody to. So. That's a very, very big oversight, and you know it's very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So, simply assuming that your staff, you know, oh, they know how to spot a scam. Uh, you know, my my people wouldn't do that. I trust my users. You know, it's it's good that you trust your users. I mean, you you should trust your users because otherwise, you shouldn't be employing them, right? 
but you, you can't just assume that they know, uh, you know, what what's right and wrong. And, and I'm not talking about right and wrong as in good and bad, but like which is the type of updates and things that they should be clicking on, and which things they shouldn't be clicking on. Yeah. So, well, uh, the, yeah, go ahead. And and you know, this is, I mean, it's very interesting times that we're in right now. I mean, where else in your work are there people literally, literally attacking you? Mm-hmm. I mean, they are attacking these people, you know, trying to get to steal from the company, and they have to be prepared for that. Just like regulation changes, you know, that happen every. I guess that's kind of an attack, or it may feel like one, but you know, you just got they got to be aware of that. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is, even you know, people we we hear this all the time too. It's like smaller firms, like oh, nobody would ever attack us. We're too small. We don't have anything anybody would want. It's complete baloney. You, mm-hmm. you do. You're not too small. These are not necessarily targeted attacks. These are. These can be just you know casting giant nets out there to see who falls victim for these things. Now, some of these, to be clear, are very targeted attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I dealt with a construction company with about 30, uh, 30 to forty staff members in the office. And their CFO and their CEO were targeted deliberately. Mm-hmm. And they were dealt with, you know, they were sent phishing scam emails. Uh, they were made to look like they came from the president. And they were directed to the CFO and they were trying to get her to authorize a wire transfer. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's amazing to hear how many people say, oh, well, I, we would never fall, you know, for something like that. But businesses fall for this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. These these things happen routinely and they're having forty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars drained out of their bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And the other great thing what they don't realize is they don't get that money back. The banks are not under any sort of obligation to rest, you know to restore those funds if they get lost due to some sort of uh, hijack or you know like this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not the same as if the, you know, like somebody breaks into the bank and steals the funds. If they take over your computer or you do something to transfer the money, you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got something to say on that? Well, and, and to your point about the uh, small companies, if I were going to target a company to attack or try to trick... I wouldn't go for HCA because they're very sophisticated. They've got things going 24-7. They've got people there all the time. I would try to find a company that may not even have IT staff. Mm-hmm. So I can sit on their computer and run stuff in the background. You know, They don't have their firewall ports locked down. I could, just, I could go to work. I could make base camp here and mm-hmm. work for a long time before anybody would find me. Yep. And that's uh, as at the time that we're recording, uh, news had recently just broken about a compromise of the SWIFT banking network, which is used to do all sorts of large transactions all around the world. And that is exactly what they did. And this was for a large firm. Now, you can imagine the amount of effort it might take to crack into a large firm like that. It's probably trivial to, you know, relatively speaking, to break into a smaller firm like most of our clients that we deal with. Mm-hmm. And man, that's just sad. That's really, really scary when you think about it like that. Mm-hmm. So, training your users, having a real security awareness program, or what I refer to as a healthy dose of paranoia. 
<laughs> is critical to keep you and your folks safe. You can't just assume they know what they're doing and that they know how to spot a phishing scam and they know whether they should or should not be clicking on this software update. And uh, things like they, they know better than to try to install software on the computers. Um, if, if go around and tell me how many computers you see when you go to a new client or an old client site. How many machines do you see that have iTunes installed on them? Too many. Too many, right. ITunes, I'm just using iTunes as an example. You can insert your favorite non-required for business software program. You know, these could be things like weather updating stuff. They could be games. They could be all sorts of stuff. And we see these installed on business machines all the time where there's no need for this. There's no business need for this at all. And if your users have the ability to install that sort of stuff on their systems, they have the ability to install viruses on there. And even, again, I'm not saying they would do that intentionally, but they have the ability to do so. Maybe they think they're downloading the latest version of iTunes, but it's really a scam. Mm -hmm. And they install that instead. They've just installed a backdoor for the bad guys to get into your systems. So yeah. that's what happens. So another thing that I heard recently was um, I was talking with a banker. And he said, oh, yeah, every year we have a training session where we go over you know, security stuff. I was like, every year, huh? So when was your last one? Oh, last year sometime. I'm like, what did you cover? Oh, I don't even remember right now. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What would you suggest as far as a regular timed schedule for this? You need to have something going on, and this depends on the criticality of your network, obviously. You know, if you're working for the NSA or the Department of Defense or something, I I want round-the-clock training. I want daily briefings. I want, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, I would say for most small businesses, some sort of monthly event, uh, even if it's just an email or something that people need to sign off on, um, I, I would say monthly is generally a, a good uh, period, but yearly, annually is just not sufficient. You know, people aren't going to remember things that they did a year ago, and they're not going to keep it front and center in their mind when they're being bombarded with pop-ups. You know, if you're if you're under stress, you're trying to meet a deadline, and you get a pop-up on your screen that says, "Hey, you need to install the latest Java update." I mean, most people are just going to say, cancel, right? Not right. right now. Not right now. I'm busy. I'm not right now. But what if it keeps popping up and you're really trying to get your work done? You know, is it conceivable that you might say, okay, fine. Look, just if you're going to go away, I'll just click okay. Boom. Okay. Boom. Virus just got in. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what can happen. So training people on stuff like that is really important. So I recommend something like a monthly scam. You know, it's just a reminder and uh, you know this is something that's that's often overlooked in smaller firms, and one of the reasons that they're getting toppling like you know toppled like dominoes. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 to your point, of course, I'm thinking, man, I'm, every month I got to train these users, but it doesn't have to be a sit down formal training. It mm-hmm. could be their IT support contacts them and says, okay, these are the latest threats and things that we've seen that are happening on the internet right now with maybe screenshots and, you know, that kind of thing where they don't have to sit down with every user or have a classroom time every month, but they could definitely monthly give updates. Uh, Absolutely. You know, and again, though, this can't just be some sort of 
email that comes along that everybody just deletes or ignores. Mm-hmm. You know, it needs to be something where you spend even just a few minutes, literally just a few minutes, to um, you know to look over the the you know some security alerts or something can go a long way to keeping you and your staff a lot safer. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, education, take the time. It'll yep. it'll save time and money. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> cool. I think that's about all I have to say on user training. I would say that's a wrap. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Thank you. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.